0: totally accepts you and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. Today we are going to continue last week's show when we were discussing the idea that Jesus is the same as the Father. Too many of us have false concepts of who we think God is, either told by our parents, teachers, illustrations, fiction books, even some Bible translations mistranslating some concepts of who God really is. If you haven't heard this series before, go back and, and listen to the previous podcasts. You can find them all at stillgrowingingrace.ca. Uh, you'll find the YouTube links there. Uh, you'll also find uh, Facebook links uh, to all this. This is this topic of who God is, is so important to my heart. I grew up discovering a God who loves me, but I did not know He is love. And last week, we ended up With this concept of the Trinity, we began talking about uh, how the early church viewed the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that they were in fact one. They used the word perichoresis, uh, meaning peri perimeter. Choresis is choreography, dance. And so there's the circle dance. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in a dance. Can you believe it? Uh, What a beautiful picture. But it shows the intertwined love. Of the Trinity, and if the Trinity loves each other that much and are in perfect love, not lacking anything, nobody has an ego issue. They just freely love. Jesus declared. Go back and listen to last week's. Uh, that uh, Jesus said that they may know. That's us and the world may know we love them. Just as the Father loves me, I love the world. The same love God has for his son, Jesus, he has towards you. Yes, you heard it. The same love. He loves you. If no one has told you that today, God loves you. You have to hear that. You need to know that, believe it, and especially experience it. So let's go back and take a look at uh, some of the stuff we began teaching. John three thirty five, it says, The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. This is the essence of God. God is love. Love is not an app. It is not an attribute. It is his DNA. It is his essence for the father in John 5:20 it says for the father loves the son and shows him all things he himself is doing we're continuing on today in John 10:17 this is amazing this is the proof of God loving His Son, and if you remember how we started last week, we began last week by reading a text that Jesus declared, I am just like my Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We're one. I'm in the Father. The Father is in me. We're one. This is a paramount truth, and we're going to end with that today again. I will read that text again at the very end of today's broadcast. But John 10, 17, another confirmation. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life so that I can take it up again. I don't know if you remember, but all through the Gospels, Jesus is reminding his disciples, I'm going to die, guys. I'm going to die. I'm laying down my life. They're going to crucify me, but I'm going to raise up from the dead. They kept forgetting it. They never put the two together. Here's another spot where he says, I lay down my life. My father loved me for this. This is amazing. In Matthew 3:17, it says, and behold, and this is the voice of God, the Father, speaking as Jesus is being baptized. He comes up out of the water and here's the booming voice. You'll love this. And behold, a voice out of heaven said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Do you guys have kids? Anybody listening have children? and who knows what age, you may not be pleased with all of them, but there were times where you're definitely pleased with them. You can't use that comparison with God. He's always pleased with his son, but here he declares, I am well pleased. I am pleased with my kids. I'm not always pleased with their behavior all the time, but I am pleased with all three of my kids. I love them, accept them dearly. They're mine forever. Nothing is going to change my love for them. But here's another picture of God clearly communicating, I love my son and I'm pleased with him. So there's a a connection there. I don't know if many of you will remember the story of the Mount of Transfiguration. This is a very, very important text that uh, reveals something um, from the father to the son. In Matthew 17, 5 says, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. This now get, get this picture. Here's a picture of what's going on. He's with a couple of disciples, and here comes Elijah and Moses, and boom, they're transfigured beside Jesus, three of them. The disciples say, what? This is incredible. Hey, can we build some, some shelters for each of you? Give you each your own place? Oh my goodness. So they, they knew who the other two guys were. I don't know how they knew because there's no pictures. uh, There's no picture library or, or Facebook page on who Elijah and Moses were. But they knew it was Moses and Elijah. And so, here's three images. And so, as they're standing there, down comes this cloud over them. And while Jesus is speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Hmm. Do you remember last week when I said, when Jesus declared, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father? And at that point in history is the first time that I see the absolute oneness with Jesus the Son and God the Father in absolute perfection. They are the same. This text here is another major part of history, okay, because here are three individuals representing something huge to the Watchers. They're seeing Elijah, who represents all the teachings of the prophets. Then we have Moses, who brought the law, the rules, got to follow the rules, which were impossible to follow anyway. No one humanly could. And so these are the representations, and Jesus is grace, He comes as grace personified, and the Father says, don't listen to the law, don't listen to the prophets, listen to my Son. Listen to Jesus. He is the voice. He was the intended voice from the beginning. And here we have Jesus standing there beside Elijah and Moses and his father steps in as a proud daddy going that that's my boy. I'm so pleased with my son. Listen to him. There is deep love here. In John 15:9 it says, "Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love." Do you ever worry that you're loved? Do you ever wonder if you're loved, Jesus has just declared this to the disciples, and it counts towards you and I. We are his children. He created us. He puts us together. He holds us together. That was in a previous show. You got to watch that one. Oh, my goodness. There is no distance between God and us. He holds us together in the person of Jesus Christ. This is good news. Then we have John 17, 26. It says, and I have made your name known to them. He's speaking. Jesus is speaking of his heavenly father. Remember. Jesus came to do, to reveal the father. Jesus came not just for the cross, but to reveal all the misconceptions history has had about his father. Man, they've had it wrong. And Jesus says, I'm going to clear this up. I'm going to correct the false representations of who my daddy is, because my Daddy's good. And so John 17, 26, as he's praying, he says, and I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them do you see what's coming if you do not know you are one with god you are in union with jesus absolute perfect oneness. You're not him. He's not you, but you're one in a uniqueness. This is a declaration that says the love of God is in you. Again, if if you know anything about humanity, we are created to be responders not initiators. God didn't say, you must love me more. Wait a minute, but doesn't the Bible say, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind? Yes, it does. But we're talking about reciprocation love. We're talking about receptive love. If God loved, and again, the Old Testament says this, we love because he first loved us. It's it's his kindness and gentleness that leads us to repentance. These are the texts from New and Old Testament together bound in a perfect message of grace to you. Do you know you are loved? It says here that he lives in us and he loves us and we're filled with the love of Jesus. John seventeen twenty three 23 says, um, and I am in them and you in me that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know you sent me and love them as you have loved me. Oh yeah. God loves you. God loves his son and he's proven it through how his son lives. And then Jesus declares it. Hey, I'm loving all of you just like the father loves me. That same love possesses us. This is fantastic news. John 15, 10. Listen to this. This is kind of cool. If you keep my commandments. You will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. This is not conditional that says, if you don't, you're not loved. Not at all. It's because when we do obey the Holy Spirit. It is an act of love. We're responding to the love of God. He loved us first, and this is a simple response, and it's effortless to obey and love back. John 14, 31, it says, But so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father commanded me. Get up. Let us go from here. This is, this is Jesus speaking. He's giving hope. He's giving joy. He's giving endurance. He, he's giving the inspiration to his listeners right then and there. He's declaring God loves us, not hates us. The, the law will point out God hates you if you act wrong. It, the law is what implies a separation that when you're bad, you're separated from God. But that's a law system that you and I are not even under. You're not under the Old Covenant. You need to understand the difference between the two covenants. We're going to cover that in another week. I think that's a really, really important topic um, to visit because many people, what does covenant mean? Is that like a promise thing? Yeah, it is. And when we discuss it, you'll understand and be able to read the scriptures with greater joy and greater understanding and rightly divide what's going on here in these great words. But listen, Jesus in John 14, 31 says, so the world may know that I love the Father. Jesus is declaring his love for his Father. And he's saying, look, do you remember the previous verse? He said, the Father and I are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, if the Father loves him, he's saying he loves the Father and he's told us he loves us, which means the Trinity loves us. Join me back in the second half as we continue down this journey of discovering who God is and that he is love. Are you looking for an encouraging church where you'll discover hope in God, who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030, and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at HopeFellowshipYCC.com. And they do have that great coffee. Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. As Jesus was communicating how much His Father loved Him and how much He loved His Father, He was also declaring how it was His Father doing all things through Him. And if you remember these phrases, abiding, what does abiding mean? Abiding in the Father, we covered this in the previous shows, but I want to remind you today how this all ties together. In John 5.30, it says, Nothing I do is from my own initiative. As uh, For as I hear the judgment passed by my Father, I execute judgment, and my judgments will be perfect because I can do nothing on my own except to fulfill the desires of my Father who sent me. This is Jesus declaring, I'm not here on my own. Do you remember that Jesus came as fully God, fully man? He did not live out of his divinity. He lived fully out of his humanity and had to rely on his heavenly father to live his life through him, think his thoughts through him, do the miracles through him, and get direction from his heavenly father. In John 7:16, it says, so Jesus responded, I don't teach my own ideas, but the truth revealed to me by the one who sent me. That's his father. He was listening to what his father was prompting him to say. He continues on in John 12:49. "For I'm not speaking as someone who is self-appointed, but I speak by the authority of the Father himself who sent me and who instructed me what to say. Here's something powerful. Jesus is declaring these phrases, these these connections to him being one with God, equal with God. All of these were jabs at the legal system, the Jewish legal system. They cannot believe Jesus is comparing himself to oneness with God the Father. Like they just to them, it was not possible. It was blasphemy. In John 14, 24, it says, The Father did not send me to speak my own revelation, but the words of my Father there is so much going on in the words of christ why would he say some of the things he said he is reminding them he's modeling for them this is the life i want you to live i want you to live like i'm living not by copycatting all my miracles not by copycatting all my words but by copycatting my abiding my attitude of yieldedness by surrender This is the life we have been called to. Are you ready for that? In Luke 9, Jesus is on a journey to Jerusalem. And there's something big going on there. In verse 51, Jesus passionately determined to leave for Jerusalem and let nothing distract him from fulfilling his mission there. For the time for him to be lifted up was drawing near. In verse 52, so he sent messengers ahead of him as envoys to a village of the Samaritans. But as they approached the village, they were turned away. They would not allow Jesus to enter, for he was on his way to worship in Jerusalem. When the disciples Jacob and John realized what was happening, they came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you'd wanted to, you could command fire to fall down from heaven, just like Elijah did, and destroy all these wicked people. Huh, wow. Wow. Talk about some gusto here. Here, these people, these disciples who know Jesus, he, they know his who he is, at least from what he said, and whatever level of remembering a revelation they were working from at that given time, they were pretty ticked that their Messiah, their son of God, was not allowed to enter a village. Oh, they were ticked. And so they said, hey, Jesus, can we fall, call down fire on them? Okay, are you ready for a really good revelation of who God is. And we just heard Jesus is exactly like the Father. Listen to how Jesus responds to his disciples who would like to torch that village. Jesus says, he rebukes them sharply saying this, don't you realize what what comes from your hearts when you say that? For the Son of Man did not come to destroy life, oops, but to bring life to the earth. So they went to another village instead. Did you catch that? The disciples wanted to call fire. Jesus said, "Uh uh-uh, are you kidding? Where where does this desire to want to destroy and with fire, where does that come from? Somewhere in your hearts? This This is not who I am. The father never wanted that. Well, what about the Old Testament? what happened to those stories? I don't have time to answer that question today. There are answers. Um, There are some books available to help you understand and grow in, in what could be happening there. But to think it's either black or white, no. This right here, what I'm sharing with you today is critical for how you look at the Old Testament scriptures to see that Jesus and the father are one and it was not his desire in fact I think we read somewhere that Jesus said it's not your sacrifices your your, your slaughter of animals I want it's your heart I never wanted those sacrifices you did oh, look we have a lot to learn about the wideness of God's love the height of God's love the depth of God's love there's so much more to learn I, I love it jesus is just like his father I told you we'd come back to this verse in john 14 9 to 11 and i wanna i want to wrap this up with a profound reminder uh, of what we're dealing with here today. Misconceptions of God will lead you to faulty relationships with others. It will lead, if you have a false concept of the love of God towards other people, you're going to act in the same way, thinking you're being like God, but that God doesn't exist if there's hate you have towards anyone else. That's not God. That's not your Jesus. So don't you dare use his name and bash somebody. There's no room for that. Jesus has already declared he loves everyone. There's not a single person he doesn't love. Not one. And no matter who they are, what they have done, what lifestyle they live, they are deeply and passionately loved by Jesus. Passionately loved by the Father. Passionately loved by the Holy Spirit. In John 14, 9 to 11, let me read this again because we covered it last week, but we didn't touch on this verse today. It says, uh, "Philip, he's Philip's asking, hey, can we see the Father? And uh, he says to Philip, Philip, don't you know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and the Father's in me? The words I speak are not my own, but the Father who lives in me (laughs) does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you've seen me do. Come on, guys, don't you see what's going on? (laughs) Listen, if I was there, I, I would think from my mindset, I'd be believing a lot more stuff. I'm, I'm still surprised at the level of doubt among the disciples. But there are some answers to that. Some of them were purposefully blinded to all these truths, that they would have a revelation after Jesus rose from the dead, and then they would remember, go, oh my goodness, because it's the Father in Christ in you revealing any kind of truth. If you can admit today you don't know it all, great. Then let's begin to explore an even wider uh, grasp of God's love, an even wider reach than we ever thought possible. This, this is profound. Just, just reading these words, if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. I don't believe in a God who's ticked off with us anymore. I don't believe in a Father who's ticked off anymore. I believe in a Jesus who is one with the Father who lives in me. You need to believe this too, because it's true. And when we do, we begin treating other people better. I believe it is in 2 Peter 1. Uh, in the first, yeah, Second Peter chapter 1, go read it. We're, we're going to cover that another day because it's about growing in grace. But there's a part there that says, as you grow like this, you will grow to have love for other Christians, believers, okay? And that part, okay, yeah, woohoo, praise the Lord. Yes, of course, we love each other. Isn't this wonderful? Woohoo, in our little tiny places and little pockets and denominations. Oh yeah, we can love each other just fine. Just not that denomination and not that group over there. No, 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 no. Do you see where this is going? But Peter's writing and saying, look, you'll grow to have an authentic, a love for other Christians. And then he goes on to say, and then, and I believe this is the mark of absolute grace maturity. Then you will grow to have an authentic love, a genuine love for everyone. Can you say today with completeness in you that you love everyone? everyone? (laughs) That's a tough question. That's a big question. Well, maybe you don't have to answer that today. Maybe instead we can draw our attention to Jesus and discover his love for us. And as that love becomes real in us, as we begin to believe it, it will begin to transform our minds. It'll begin to transform our bodies. It will physically, begin to heal our physical bodies. That's what truth does. That's what Jesus does. And we will begin to experience and live out the grace of God by loving all people around us. It does not happen overnight. It's a slow process. But when it clicks for you, when you wake up to the reality, you're already accepted. You're already forgiven. You're already loved by your Heavenly Father. Then you'll have freedom to love everyone and judge no one. Oh, oh, the joy of this. I look forward to coming back next week as we continue to dive in some misconceptions. And I think we're probably going to talk about what forgiveness is and see ourselves as forgiven. We'll see you next week. Looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lent is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lent at Coldwell Banker Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension 2060. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 1130 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 1030 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.